lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. We call that our life cycle. Made a shirt about it, and it rings true with who we are as a podcast and a group. We are fortunate enough to have partnered with a company who can help us achieve one of those three key elements. Some sleep. They have a keto-friendly version of their delicious sleep aid drink, and we're loving it. It's a lightly flavored, eight-ounce anti-energy drink. You drink it roughly 30 minutes before you're ready to go to sleep, and you'll feel it help you into a deep, restful, all-night sleep. It provides some helpful elements to do so, including magnesium, GABA, and melatonin. When combined, you have a powerful tool for getting the impactful sleep that you and I so frequently don't get in our technology-driven, fast-paced lives. You can find it at some retail stores, but you can also purchase it online and get it shipped to your door. When you do, use discount code TKMC10, and you'll not only be getting 10% off, but you'll be helping support the Keto Man's Club. You can find the link to their website by going to theketomansclub.com. We're thankful to Sam for partnering with us, and we hope you'll benefit from use of their product the way we have so far. Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health. Find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And as always, I'm joined by Berto and Jim. How's it going, Berto? Uh, take three for the guy, whoever has the motorcycle that keeps going up and down. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somewhere <It's>... street, <laughs> changing gears at all the right times. No, every, everything's going great. Um, stood up in one of my really, really good friend's wedding yesterday. That went really well. Had a little bit of a snafu with a suit fitment because when they measure, you know, your chest and your neck and your arms, what they don't measure are your thighs. So the suit was a little tight, and then we got for got down for what my buddy called the jail pose, where we just got on the ground and looked like we were recording a rap album. And yeah, I split the inseam of my pants inside my left thigh. So <laughs> there are there are worse reasons to split to to split pants. So yeah, think, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody um, noticed, and uh, obviously once the party got going, it was it was all good. So yeah. it, all is well that ends well. Yep, absolutely. Jim, what's new with you? Oh, life is exciting in Southern Indiana said no one ever um <laughs> it's pretty been pretty quiet pretty pretty calm uh spring is starting and uh it's 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 kind of nice just calm for a moment covid numbers are dropping things are starting to open up a little bit so i i'm i'm just hanging on and enjoying the moment very cool very cool well um yeah things in texas are, are kind of doing the same we we had some some Mandates lifted, but all the organizations are just saying, well, we're not changing anything. So nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah um, nothing changes at all. Yeah. <laughs> like um, quite literally, yeah. nothing changes at all. <laughs> it, it's it's whatever. Um, I have been busy, busy, but I did take a couple weeks or a couple of weeks, a couple of days this past week uh, to just try to uh, not 
do work constantly because that <laughs> was uh, that, that's that's something I've been doing a lot of. So I um, I took a couple days and, and played some video games and just kind of tried to relax a little bit and uh, didn't really get ahead, which was the whole point. I didn't want to get ahead. I just wanted to try to relax. And so we still got plenty of work and things to do. And um, that's that's life. But that's uh, that's okay. That's kind of just the way of things. So uh, let's talk real quickly about uh, business podcast, uh, business and all that type of stuff. Uh, a couple of reminders to our listeners. You can check out uh, all of our links to everything at theketomansclub.com. And one of the important links to pay attention to right now is that our web store, our, our merch store, is open. So uh, we have a few items in, quote unquote, in stock. Everything is made to order. So it, it's kind of one of those things that, that right now we're, we're just kind of ordering th- the, the supplies as needed instead of keeping uh, inventory. So it will still probably take, uh, you know, a little a week, week and a half to, to get everything in and out and everything. But as far as that goes, we're 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 set up to be able to get those those merch uh, items out there. And one of those things that we had to retire for a little while because the design was a little hard to screen print was the stakes over shakes design. I have um, heat transfers for those for that design available and it's it's limited quantity um for for right now we can order more but it, it's kind of one of those things we got to do them in batches so uh get get in on the stakes over shakes while you can uh and then uh it, you know as as things uh, progress we'll be uh, making more designs available on a more regular basis it's going to be pretty pretty cool to have that stuff available on a on a regular basis instead of having to just do limited releases and we'll be working on trying to to get some new designs in place as well um because we don't have the same restrictions that we did before uh because we can do this heat transfer option so uh check out theketomansclub.com there is the merch link towards the top of the list you can get our social media our group the podcast links our youtube channel uh, this one's going to be an audio only because we had some technical issues, but the uh, but we do have um, episodes that are being filmed as well as recorded in audio, uh, and I've been editing those down. We've got some some uh, this week. Um, the one that I'm going to be pushing out is uh, the one where we talked about the continuous glucose monitor. So uh, definitely check out that because I'm gonna that that one's a, a visual. One, we, you know, we show you what the sensor looks like, uh, what the, the, what the process looks like to, to actually attach them, things like that. So you'll want to see it. Uh, it's definitely a, a conversation that's a little better visually than it was, uh, uh, listen only. So definitely check out the YouTube channel for all of that video goodness. Uh, links to all of that again is at theketomansclub.com. You can also reach us by email, ketomansclubpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there or by calling or texting our comment line, 512-518-6161. You can call or text that and we'll uh, we'll get it. And we'd love to hear from you there. Think that's all the the business I want to attend to right now. So let's jump into shout outs. Uh, Let's start with Jim. Uh, My shout out is actually one that we have uh, recognized before, but I think it's been a little bit. Uh, Father Stephen Kelly. Uh, Stephen Kelly is a priest 
and he put up a transformation photo, uh, transformation Tuesday photo in early March for us. And he has gone from 302 in September 2018 to 180 pounds today. And he is a um, awesome contributor to the group. He has uh, shared a variety of um, meal ideas and some honest insight to his life and whatnot. So uh, giving some love to Stephen mm-hmm. Kelly today. Absolutely. Yes, sir. We got to get that guy on. Yes, we do. Berto? Mine? Um, yeah, I'm going to go for a double. I'm going to go for a double today if I'm allowed. Guess what? I'm allowed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, just because it made me giggle, was uh, remember Cecil Rhodes with no caption whatsoever, just posted a picture of him sitting on his couch with what appeared to be, I would say, 40 to 50 pounds, maybe? 40 to 50 pound pig? <laughs> And then the comments that followed the picture of him sitting on his couch with a pig on his lap in a man's keto group, as you can imagine, were pretty good. <laughs> Lots of bacon comments, I'm guessing. I oh, haven't yeah. actually seen it. And then uh, the second one is to our, our friend uh, Chris Duckett here. And I was going to show you guys a beautiful shirt, but uh, we're having video issues, but I'm wearing it now. But he found a shirt that he said, just scream my name. And uh, I'll have to post a picture of it, but it's a it's a deadlift shirt, mm-hmm. and it is super cool, and I really enjoy wearing it. So I'll get a picture up so you guys see what I'm talking about. But thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that was uh, – that I Am Project X comes out with some really cool um, designs every now and again. And this one – and they're mostly limited edition. And so I, I saw this, and I'm like, oh. That just screams Berto. So I uh, I jumped on it real quick for him, and 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 you know, we, we, brothers gotta help brothers out every now. And then. So uh, yeah, I'm going to shout out Ricky Bailey. Uh, he posted a Transformation Tuesday in early March as well. And um, for how much baggage I had, it's healed really well this past year. Uh, I was at 420 pounds June of 2018, had lost 200. And 32 pounds in 20 months. Um, I'm carnivore now and generally fast 18.6, uh, zero time spent in the gym. And he actually does. He looks pretty good. He's got he, he's got a fair share of loose skin, but the intermittent fasting has uh, has definitely worked to keep that as limited as is possible. Um, and he he just he looks good. looks looks fit. looks uh, uh, muscular. The 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 primarily you know, carnivore definitely is working for him in making sure that his uh, muscle mass was uh, was built and or maintained um, during his uh, extreme weight loss. That that's a lot there. Uh, so good job, Ricky. Um, any other club news that we need to dig into, Jim? Uh, the only other thing I would say is probably within the next uh, month or so, maybe maybe a little bit more. Um, we are creeping on 900 members in our 101 group. So we'll celebrate the um, 1000 mark probably by May, I would say at the very latest. Um, so the the 101 group has uh, been around for about a year and a half or so. And um, it's definitely not slowed in growth um, with all of the craziness of social media right mm-hmm. now. Facebook is Definitely done some weird things of marketing groups and whatnot, and that's a discussion for another day and off the podcast. But um, the Keto 101 Man's Club has right now just under 900 members, and um, both groups, guys from all over the country, all over the world, truly. Um, Lots of guys who have heard about it, starting brand new, guys who have done it, fallen off the wagon, coming back on, guys who just want to maintain and get some moral support and whatnot. So find one of the groups that works for you. Join us. 
And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a thousand in uh, the 101 club very, very soon. Absolutely. And that's the type of thing that just kind of grows exponentially as you as you go. Uh, so we hit a thousand. It's going to get to 2000 that much faster. Um, more than likely. So that's, that's really cool to see. And, um, you know, it's not about being famous, but it's about the community that's being built and, and supporting um, the, the, each other in, in community. And that's great. If you are a member of the keto uh, of the one-on-one group and you've been around for a while and you're feeling like you are, you, you may still want the support of the 101, but you also feel like you're no longer in the 101 area as far as ex- experience-wise. Feel free to go ahead and apply and, and, and uh, apply to the main group. Um, again, link to that at thatketomansclub.com. And the only real requirement, um, the only real requirement really is the option to, um, or, or the, 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 the question for the macros. So if you can tell us what a general ketogenic macro is, even if you don't track for yourself, uh, that's really the, 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 the barrier of entry to get into the main group. So do that and, and you'll be in and, and you'll be able to be in both groups. And, and I can promise you being in both groups is uh, it's a, a very symbiotic uh, uh, relationship there. They, they, they go well together for sure. Okay, well, we have a return guest with us this week. Uh, ben Phelps is uh, uh, known as pr- uh, Primal Bro on on most of Facebook, and he um, he he's uh, been on before, shared his story and and, and all of that. Uh, some of the highlights was that he he shopped in the Husky section at JC Penney's. Um, so you know, and and I think most of us did. So that that's nothing new. Uh, or news to anyone, uh, but yeah, we uh, we're glad to have him back on to just get an update and and things like that. So Ben, what's going on? What's new? What's going on, guys? Uh, I really appreciate you having me back on. Um, I w- I'm not going to lie; I was semi surprised uh, to get the invite, given that I um, I guess after a long relationship with trade a little bit that this might be a get you episode but i i figured they're good guys they're not going to do that to me right probably not uh yeah no but i'm doing good uh everything is going really well things are both uh tremendously the same and uh unrecognizably different i guess like simultaneously from the last time i was on and uh i'm happy to give updates dive deep into anything you want i was excited to come on though because since the first time i was on um, I know that our boy Birdo has started his own <laughs> jujitsu uh, journey or career or whatever word you want to put at the end of it. But uh, I know my man's on the mat is getting it done. So I couldn't turn him down when he asked me to do this. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. If by getting it done, you mean getting really good at tapping out and not being able to breathe, then yes, I am getting it done. <laughs> That's steps like one through seven. So just keep, keep going. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so you did actually cut out a little bit there, um, and I, I, I'll just leave, leave it in for the most part. But the uh, but you were saying that that you were surprised because you've kind of you're not strict keto right now, right? Yeah, I I mean I have days. Um, I'll still have days where I eat zero grams of carbohydrates for the whole day. Um, but whereas that used to be every single day, now that might be once or twice every week or two. Uh, I'm eating uh, a fair number of carbohydrates. It's part of my, uh, I think it's a combination of like 
the genuine, like uh, noble spirit of like progression and trying to test new things and push myself and do all this stuff, but just in a dietary sense. And then the other thing that it's, it's a combination of is this innate, uh, for whatever reason, desire that I always have to like uh, go against the, like a contrarian almost. Right. So like I basically, uh, I was convinced at one point, right. Like keto was the only solution. And at that time in my life, it absolutely was. Uh, but then I get a little restless. I get a little stir crazy. And now all of a sudden uh, I'm eating rice on the regular, but I, and I can go as, as deep now or wait if you want, but it is, I do want to, I think it's always important to say one thing whenever I have this conversation. Uh, and it's that while I'm eating carbohydrates now, that is a very big term because I'm not eating donuts or pizza or pasta or bread or anything. Really, honestly, uh, up to this point, the only real things that have that I that you would call the carbohydrates I'm eating are rice, potatoes and sweet potatoes uh, and then a handful of low carb tortillas, which I probably would have eaten before anyway. So, you know, it's not carbs is, does not mean uh, donuts and pancakes and uh, all that stuff that kind of put me in this situation that I had to correct that you can go back and listen to my first appearance on the keto man's club podcast, I guess, to hear, uh, hear about that, like weight loss transformation, uh, phase, but it, uh, yeah, I'll never be someone who can incorporate donuts into their everyday life. And I think because of all my experiences, uh, and everything that I do truly believe about nutrition and things like that, it's just, I don't think that anyone is meant to, no matter how many people can kind of do it. You know what I'm saying? And I've, I've basically mentioned seven topics, so I'll kind of take <laughs> no, a step you're, back. You're, and you're, you're good. Now, it, it, that being said, are you – I know I've seen some mention of the – I believe it's the PE protocol or something like that. Um, so, yeah, that is one thing that I uh, am – one thing that's both like a – uh, can, can I – one thing that's a pain in the butt, I just will avoid the curse word for now. <laughs> uh, one thing that's one thing that's like kind of both a pain in the butt and really freeing is that it is very hard to put a, a label. Like it's it's hard to hashtag my diet mm -hmm. uh, because it is not always the same, like consistently day over day. But there is the one approach that I have or the one explanation I'll say that I have heard that I do more or less follow. And it's probably the best way to sum up. Uh, my diet now is uh, by Ted Naiman, the uh, PE or protein to energy ratio diet, right? And, and essentially it, it focuses just really heavily on uh, how many, how calorie dense foods are and how satiating they are. So it puts them on an index. Uh, and the reason that it's protein to energy is because um, really what you're doing is ensuring you eat a certain amount of protein. Um, obviously, no matter what diet you follow, there's some debate around what the correct amount of protein is. but uh, essentially pick a, you have a protein, uh, amount that you're going for. You have a goal there. And then the rest of your calories coming from both carbohydrates and fat are viewed as energy. And they both kind of get lumped into this same category, right? So you have protein, which is its own separate thing and has its own unique functions, carbs and fat are the energy. That's, what's going to fuel performance and, uh, energy and all this stuff. And then, like I said, that kind of fills into wherever I'm eating. So my approach now is. I basically have a minimum of 180 grams of protein a day. It's usually closer to the 200 gram mark. Uh, and then I eat somewhere between 23 and 2,500 calories, typically with outliers here and there um, in both directions, honestly. But it is, it's an average of about 2,400 when I've looked at it on a three-week uh, basis. So it's 
yeah, 200 grams of protein. And then the rest, like I said, it's all just energy. And there are days where all of that energy comes from fat. I just have some bunless burgers, uh, just the same kind of meals I would have had when I was doing uh, keto carnivore style eating. Uh, or I'll have, you know, rice and ground beef or rice and chicken, and it'll be very low fat. And, and uh, I kind of just flow very fluidly kind of back and forth between like, I don't have any set ratio for how many carbs to how much fat for my total calories. Uh, as long as I eat enough protein and I don't eat so many calories that I'm eating like an asshole, uh, then, and I cuss and I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but as long as I, as I mean, as long as I'm checking those two boxes, like control my calories and eat enough protein, that's really the big focus. Uh, but because this whole thing started for me, you said it right off the top, right? I'm known as primal bro everywhere. Um, and that's because the one thing that started all this for me that I probably will never stray away from um, is more of the uh, paleo diet approach or a primal uh, lifestyle approach, which is really just to focus on whole foods, single ingredients, right? Um, and that's one concept that of setting myself up to do this PE diet uh, like version that I have uh, found myself doing um, because even my logical progression, and that was Again, a very long answer to a very short question, but yeah, it's, I more or less do, uh, the PE diet from Ted Naiman. He was on my podcast, so I'll go ahead and plug that, uh, <laughs> on yours, but yeah, I had Ted Naiman on and he actually, I was really excited for that one. So we went really deep into what the PE diet is, um, and kind of it's, it's almost a, a broader, it's taking a step back from saying you're keto, saying you're carnivore from being a vegetarian. Right. And it's more just looking at he was an engineer before he became a doctor. So it, it looks at it very much like an engineer, right? It just breaks down these numbers, uh, protein energy breaks that, that makes that really simple. Uh, and then satiety, he focuses on protein and fiber. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's an approach that works really well for me now. Um, uh, but I will say, and I tell everyone this, that if I was still in the weight loss phase, uh, of my life or still kind of say, if this was me two years ago, maybe even 18 months ago, but definitely like two years, two and a half years ago, um, this diet probably would not have worked as well uh, or fit as well for me as it does now. So when you did this change, Ben, and adapted to this uh, PE diet, as you call it, um, what what were the modifications that you were doing on your going from keto to that? I mean, obviously the carbs part of it, but um, how do you, how were you kind of experimenting to find the sweet spot that worked for you so that you didn't go back down the pathway of eventually finding the donuts and pizza that you're not doing right now, as you mentioned? Uh, I think that that really goes back to what I was talking about being, um, even I've been doing this actually fun, I guess, funny enough, it all kind of started when we got, when we initially, so almost a year ago, when we got put in, uh, the initial quarantine lockdown, right? Like when everything really first kicked off uh, and like, I wasn't, I didn't go to work and jujitsu was closed. The gym was closed. So like I, uh, I got a little stir crazy and I started doing this thing just for goofs, right? Like almost to distract myself. I called it carbantine and I posted a lot of things about it and I ate a lot of sweet potatoes. Uh, and that was, I would call the reasoning that I did that or that whole experiment kind of came from like a flawed place, right? Like it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a well thought out decision to do that, or it wasn't nece even necessarily done specific enough to call it an experiment. But what I did realize was like, after the gym opens back up and I start going back, I did go back to eating keto after that. 
but I never was able to shake this like, wow, nothing happened, right? There's nothing bad happened thing. Uh, but I think, so this time when I, this time when I kind of started, I did it a little more intelligently. Uh, and like I said, carbs is really only meant rice and potatoes um, and sweet potatoes. I've even been too, I'll call it nervous or, or possibly content. Um, I've been that I haven't even had any fruit uh, because I could see where fruit, because it has the sweet factor could uh, kind of push me in the other direction. I have the benefit of no matter how I eat, I eat very boring and it's very repetitive and it's very limited. It's like the same four foods put in a different shape or arrangement every day, more or less. Uh, and I was doing that when I was keto too. So again, unintentionally, perhaps I was on, I, I, I've done like an elimination diet of sorts. So as I just incorporated one thing at a time and it started with rice uh, and then I did some potatoes and sweet potatoes and f funny enough that now I've just kind of settled in on only eating rice is really the only true, uh, what I would say, carbohydrate to the keto group that I uh, consume because I can objectively say that while the food behaviors like the the cravings and the don't like the drive for donuts has not come back uh i can say that when i eat potatoes even gram for gram eating the exact same uh carbohydrate macros with potatoes versus rice i feel worse physically like i don't feel good or optimal when i eat the potatoes right so that is again to quickly try to quickly answer your question it's more than 0 to 100 right and i'm still not even going 60 miles an hour and, and if to carry on that metaphor right i'm I'm maybe going 10 or 20 miles an hour. Like I'm still not tremendously far from eating the things that I was eating before. Uh, now just with the addition of the carbs. So now the fat can come down uh, and carbs go up, but I'm avoiding uh, what I would say, quote unquote, trigger foods um, or even more, I guess, traditional carbohydrates. So yeah, like you said, I'm not eating donuts, but I'm also being very careful to not do too much too soon because both in my own experience in my history. And now with how many clients I've worked with, how many people I've worked with, how many people I've just generally talked to through social media and the internet. Uh, I, I know that too much too soon is a very real, uh, thing. So yeah, there's another long answer. <laughs> Nothing wrong with long answers. Uh, just two quick questions. Uh, one, are you, did you, were you able to start training again? And two, did you receive any backlash when you started posting pictures of your, uh, your rice dishes? Uh, uh, so two, uh, massive questions begin training. Uh, like I jujitsu opened back up in June, um, of last year. And it hasn't short of a couple weeks, uh, where I don't even really remember what the reasoning was, but like short of a couple weeks where I think there was like an uptick where we got nervous. So we shut down for a short time. Uh, I haven't really had any time off since then. I will, uh, not that you asked this, but I I will say that there is a noticeable performance difference for me um, eating the carbs and doing the jujitsu. Like I and everyone always asked me this when I first started training. Like, oh, is was going keto hard when you did jujitsu? And it was like, well, fun fact: I didn't start jujitsu until I had already lost most of my weight following a keto diet, so I didn't have anything to compare it to, right? But now I do, uh, and I can say that I do feel better, but. Again, if my goal was weight loss, probably wouldn't be doing it. Uh, and speaking of my goals, I think that was something that was really hard to communicate uh, when I did start, say, like posting, because you asked about if, if I experienced backlash. Uh, I experienced 
just yeah, back backlash is a is a big term. Reaction, uh, good, bad, indifferent. People seemed angry. People seemed like concerned for me. Then there were other people who seemed intrigued and fascinated. Um, but it was probably one of the uh, one of the biggest, I guess, responded to things, decisions, moves that I've made uh, since I've been a more quote unquote public figure. Like I put a lot of myself out there between Instagram and podcasts and all the, all the things that I do um, and making that change, I guess I didn't realize how, how attached people had me to keto in their brains uh, until I did that. So yeah, to, yeah, again, trying to shorten my answers, there is definitely backlash. There was definitely some people who were um, unhappy and who were Concern for me, and, and, and to sound a little dramatic, there were people who basically seemed like they thought I, I was a goner, right? One way or the other, like, oh, he's going to go get fat again. Uh, oh, he's going to go kill himself now. Like, it felt very, some people felt very extreme. Uh, but then, like I said, there were some people who were very supportive, you know, good for you, try to like, do what works for you, that type of thing. So uh, as with most topics on social media, you will get a, a large spectrum, right, of reaction to different uh, topic and I've, I even it's funny I made a a, a reference uh, at one point to the fact because like obviously I found as much I guess interaction or uh, response to my dietary choices as I saw people making to to political things so it was interesting to me how similarly we treat those two topics uh, <laughs> because that was what it really <laughs> that was really what it felt like was like you're either team keto or you're not a lot like in a in a general sense but um. But yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't say there was support too. So backlash might be an unfair way to say it, but there's definitely response. Hey there, a quick interruption and we'll get you right back to the show. Are you to the point in your journey where you need a bit more information to help you further refine your day-to-day or improve your overall health? Have you ever wondered specifically how your body reacts to different food or drink items like non-caloric sweeteners or different keto-friendly items or carbs? Now you can get that information. We recently chatted with the good folks at NutriSense about their continuous glucose monitor setup and application. They provide not only a device, but an app and the support from nutritional professionals who can help you understand the data that you're receiving from the sensor. These pain-free two-week sensors give you 24-7 data tracking your glucose response so you can see what's going on inside in near real time. If you'd like to try it out and sign up for a plan, you can do so through our website, theketomansclub.com, and find the option for NutriSense. Use discount code TKMC25 at checkout, and you'll get $25 off the first month of your non-trial plan when you sign up. I personally found the information I got from the CGM and the NutriSense system invaluable, and I believe you will too. Now back to our show. Yeah, and, uh, and one thing I brought up uh, to someone else, we were having a conversation similar to this one. And like, I'm like, they also got to understand that, uh, like, you've been at this a while. You know, this is not <laughs> like it was your first month and you decided on week three that you're going to change the way you're eating. You know, like, I'm, I'm sure once you decided to go all in, it was an extremely well thought out decision. And, you know, you kind of wanted to see what would happen. And uh, actually, I was going to ask you about the performance aspect. And another thing I want people to realize, too, is that uh, – while jujitsu looks all calm and coordinated and calculated when you're watching it from the outside, 
it has got to be one of the most exhausting, hardest things you could possibly do when, when you're in it and when you're when you're one of the dudes rolling around on the mat. I mean, the in the the only thing I can really equate it to, and if you got a better a better explanation, let me know. But I pretty much everyone, it's the most extreme, high intensity interval tra- training you're ever going to do because you're either in a in a moment of just staying still and catching your breath, or almost a hundred percent effort. And and it's kind of hard to go in between. So, you know, we do anywhere between five and seven minute rounds at at the gym I go to, and they are by far the most exhausting five or seven minutes of my life. Then you get up, you know, the the little bell goes off, you get up, get a drink of water, you pick a new partner and bam, you're back at it for five to seven minutes. And, you know, you're doing that for 30 to 45 minutes. And to say it's exhausting is an understatement. So like, even if you were eating an excessive amount of carbs, I would, I would dare to say that in this scenario, they would do you almost <laughs> no harm at all. <laughs> yeah. And, Cause in it, that's another thing. Like it's really worth noting for, again, when I say carbs, I mean, limited food choices. I also mean like I found, I want to find like, a minimal effective dose with just about anything. Right. I took the same approach to electrolytes the whole time I was doing keto. Right. It wasn't, I don't want to just jam salt down my face all day to make sure I cover it. Right. I want to figure out, how much sodium, how many, how much uh, of these, of these electrolytes do I need to get to get like all the benefits without going over? Right. And I kind of view carbs in a really similar sense. I don't know that there's been a day or there's been very rare instances in the last six or nine months, however long since I've like fully pulled the trigger on this, that um, I went over 200 grams of carbs in a day. Uh, which is still if relatively low carb compared to a standard American diet or a lot of diets that maybe bodybuilders would follow. The carbohydrates would be maybe closer to 300 grams. Or if you're just, if you're eating like the old me, you're up in the like neighborhood, possibly 500. Like it was everything in context, right? Like you said, my, I've been at this for a while. I'm, I've been uh, since day one of saying I got to change something when I weighed 333 pounds, I'm over six years into it. Uh, at this point or right around the six year mark, but I think on the, on the other side of six years. Um, so yeah, I've done a lot of changes and I, t- I, like I said, and I can't say it enough. And I think I'll probably say it more, uh, be just because I'm on this podcast that like for weight loss, even if I, if my current goals were weight loss, cause you have to prioritize. Right. And it's like you said, jujitsu is intense and jujitsu is the thing that has now slid to the top of my goals as far as my diet relates, right? Because that is the big focus. I want to compete. I want to get better. Uh, I really want to live out the athletic career that I never had as the youth shopping in the Husky section. Like, right. We talked about, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything as a kid. Um, but now I, you know, I have medals and I compete and I do something that's physically difficult. And I really want to wring every last ounce of potential out of this athletic or physical pursuit while I still can, uh, and I, this, that's, again, that's a big reason as to why I eat the way that I eat because for weight loss, whether it be me or for someone else, I still think that keto is the place that even if you don't stay, like, even if you're one of those people where keto quote unquote, doesn't work for you, right. If it's just not something that you kind of vibe with, uh, I still think that it's worth a try because it was truly transformative, uh, for me, both mentally, like not just the physical part, right. That was, that part's obvious. Uh, but really the the mental freedom and clarity that it gave me to become a person who could handle eating rice and potatoes again versus, like you said, if I'm at the end of my first month or even first three months 
and I'm like, Hey, I think I'm going to give this keto thing up and go to potatoes. It's like, well, that's, I would tell someone not to do that. Even as the person who may be causing them to want to do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so a couple follow-ups to some of that, because I, um, I I'm, I'm, I'm liking what, what I'm hearing. I do think that we all have to find what, what works for us, whatever that ends up being. And um, so one thing I'm noticing, you know, in, in this is you're, you are not going for sugars of any sort. It doesn't sound like, and you're, you're avoiding flowers. So any, any type of refined grain, you're, you're avoiding those. So all you're doing is natural starches. I personally can totally see how that would work. And actually that, that, you know, depending on if the, the rice is cooled or not, it might actually act as what's considered a, a, a resistant starch and where your body doesn't like absorb it and treat it the same way as, as if it's been, um, if it's heated at that point, it's something about the heating cooling process. As long as it's cooled, it, it, your body reacts a little differently to, to rice in that regard. Uh, I did want to ask about meal timing or, or or carb timing. Are you specifically eating carbs at a specific point of the day uh, centered around when you are training so that you have that glucose hit before you go to, to go to the, to the gym or, or what, what's that looking like for you? So the only time that I well, and I guess to back up super fast, you're a hundred percent correct, right? It, it's no sugar, no grain. Uh, that's the influence of that paleo mm -hmm. background that I come from, right? Like to eat more, um, biologically appropriate diet, just the same reason that you feed a dog a raw diet, right? I'm just things that cause that can be problematic. Um, mm -hmm. but in terms of timing, the only hard and fast rule that I really have on this is like you said, uh, most of the jujitsu that I do is in the evenings. Uh, so I'll make sure that I eat, um, probably a couple hours before that, I'll have my most carbohydrate dense meal of the day, or possibly in a lot of cases, honestly, my only carbohydrates of the day um, before jujitsu. Uh, and beyond that, I still end up almost unintentionally fasting. I've never, even at my heaviest and my worst eating behaviors, I was never a huge breakfast person. Um, I would always at least wait a few hours before eating. It just has always been something that kind of worked for me. So I, I end up uh, intermittent fasting again, but that's not an intentional practice. It's just uh, a side effect of, I guess, being me. Um, but yeah, I, I do structure my carbs around the workouts, but to set, so like I had uh, carbohydrates with my dinner tonight, I had rice, but I, um, all I, Sundays are the, are the laziest days that I have. I think I did minimal. I might've gotten a mile and a half in walking outside. Uh, and I bounced on a trampoline for about three minutes. So like, <laughs> It like I, you know, I'm not, uh, it's, it's not always, they don't always go together. Like some days on Sunday, I'll have no carbohydrates and I'll have a busier day. Maybe we go hiking or something. Um, but in terms, again, going back to like, what is my priority? Uh, and I, while my weight is always going to matter to me, uh, and jujitsu does require my weight to matter to a certain degree going like into competitions, um, my weight management or the, my weight aspect is not priority number one. It's just on the list. Priority number one is jujitsu. Uh, so that's why, like I said, I make sure that I use the carbs for that training. Uh, and then any more that I eat is not necessarily, there's no uh, intelligent design behind that. Like having carbs today is not because I'm going to wake up and work out in the morning. There's been days where I have no carbs on Sunday and then Monday I get up and I do some kind of workout. So, um, but yeah, I guess going again, trying to 
directly answer your question. I do structure most to all of my daily carbohydrates around my training, as long as it's jujitsu related training. Uh, I don't put the same emphasis on carbs before like some of my kettlebell work or other stuff that I'll do just because uh, it's, and maybe this, maybe this is something where I have an opportunity to get better, but it's not physically demanding enough for me to feel like I really need that extra say boost. Like in jujitsu, I want every possible boost or piece of fuel ounce of fuel that I can have. You talked about uh, mental clarity a little bit ago. So I'm just kind of curious, did you notice anything as you were adapting your diet uh, good or bad on the, on the mental side of things at all? Uh, the, that's where I found food specific food selection to matter the most. Uh, I, I, I would get, so when I said, I felt like I felt physically, I've just felt worse when I would eat potatoes. Uh, and then sweet potatoes, honestly, if we're looking at a spectrum for me, rice is pretty much harmless. Uh, and I had russet potatoes and I, they've made me feel ve- like, honestly, it's not, I don't, I don't continue to eat them because they just made me feel uh so bad and part of that bad was like that cloudy headed feeling uh that we talk about so often right and uh and this probably isn't surprising when you really look at it because it goes back to glycemic index right a russet potato was much more the the glycemic load is a lot more intense with russet potato than a sweet potato um so and sweet potatoes funny enough on that spectrum of rice to potatoes for me fell somewhere in the middle if i ate too much like if i had too many I'd kind of start to feel that feeling. Um, but if I just had a small amount of sweet potato uh, in a day, then it was negligible difference. Um, like I said, to this point, rice has been the cleanest burning thing. I don't feel hunger pains. I don't feel energy uh, like crashes, uh, spikes or crashes or any of that. It's built relatively both mental clarity and energy f- for like uh, for throughout the day are pretty steady. Like I didn't experience much of an impact. And like I said, until you get into specific foods because I could have 150 grams of carbohydrates two days in a row. But if I had potatoes one day that day or the following day, I'm going to feel much worse than if I had right the, the rice the day prior. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess both, I didn't feel a, a pro- like I haven't, it hasn't been a problem that needs to be addressed uh, in other ways, short of avoiding certain foods that seem to cause those suboptimal feelings. So did you ever get the cravings for the pizza, the pasta, the all the stuff that you didn't need, the stuff that puts you in the husky jeans section at JCPenney's? Uh I I will fir- I firmly always believe that whatever whatever it is in my brain that made me uh the way that I was or I should say whatever I did to create this brain is more accurately uh I like I can't check out at the gas station without eyeballing the candy on the rack. Right. And I, you hear, I hear a lot of people who have gone through um, weight loss journeys or even supporters of like a ketogenic diet who say they're like, you know, I don't even want those things anymore. And I believe that person when they say it, but I'm so, I don't know that I'll ever be able to put myself there. Right. So to say that, like, I didn't have any cravings, even on keto would be um, dishonest, right? Like there's always this little pull, uh, but it's almost like through repetition, like a hundred pounds is a lot of weight. But if you move a hundred pounds enough time, like if you tell Birdo to deadlift a hundred pounds right now, he'll, he'll laugh at you. Right. But (laughs) if you, if, but if you get someone else, right, like someone who's brand new to the gym, who's never worked out really at all. And you say, here's a hundred pounds, they're going to struggle. 
Um, and I think that I've just put enough reps in at that practice of telling yourself, no, prioritizing, like, no, I have these goals. I don't want to eat that food because it will uh, move me further away from it, perhaps hinder my progress towards my weight loss goals. It'll perhaps trigger uh, behaviors that will spiral and it will become worse, right? Like, <clears throat> I wouldn't say that I feel cravings any more or less than I ever did on keto. Um, I think I've silenced them. Uh, I, I, I hope it's not as much as I'm ever going to silence them. Like, so to speak, those voices that make me want to eat those things. Um, but I deal with them far less often than I ever used to. Um, and it is much, much easier to tell them to shut up than it ever has been in the past. Uh, so for, yeah, for me, it's, I guess, again, it's, it's a little of both, uh, none, none of the foods that I've eaten, eating the carbs in general, none of these things have triggered worse cravings than I say would have already experienced, even when I was doing the strictest forms of keto and carnivore that I had done throughout that progression or that chapter of my life. No, that's great, man. So when you started doing this, um, did you have like an end game in mind or you just said, I'm going to give this, you know, you know, three months, anything like that, or you just kind of kind of see how it goes and just ride it out as long as you're content or do you even see yourself going back? I will always, I guess it's a ride it out as long. So let's like, if we can, cause we'll have to talk, I guess, in order for this to fully make sense or to feel like I, I'm explaining it well, we'll have to speak in hypotheticals. If I were to say, tear my ACL or do something that prevented me from doing jujitsu right now, I would probably find myself gravitating to a more ketogenic diet. Uh, again, some days even eating no carbs, but, but that would probably be more often just because once that's gone, I shift priority again, right? But if as long as jujitsu is the number one focus, then it is very much a I'm going to ride this as long as I can. I'll keep looking for ways to make it better, whether that be shifting further away from keto or closer to keto. But again, I don't want to do too much too soon. Uh, so I'm just kind of, there's no timetable. It, it was very much a, like, if, if I feel anything going back to like the cravings, right? Like if that became problematic, even if I was two weeks in, I'm bailing, I'm just cutting the cord on it. Right. That was, it's not worth it. Um, I guess dealing with that mental torture, like, cause like you can lose weight just restricting calories, but then you have to torture yourself every single day, go to bed because you have these like intense cravings. Right. And like, I don't experience any of that. And if I started to, the juice wouldn't be worth the squeeze, uh, so to speak. So like, even though I have these intense jujitsu goals, it's not, it's not worth my mental like sanity on a daily, hourly momentary basis. Like, uh, I'd rather live a peaceful life and maybe feel like I don't have the option of using carbs because that's not to say that I can't still be aggressive in a jujitsu pursuit without them. Uh, but as, if I can use them and they're not problematic, then we're just going to keep keep on keeping on, right? And always looking for ways, again, to feed into or to uh, really just get better at or hone in on the main focus for me, which again, at this point, physically and as it relates to my diet, it, that's jujitsu. So let's start winding things down. You've been very generous with your time tonight. We want to respect that as best as we can. Well, I broke the video and I apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, <it's all> <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, so we, um, we, I guess I, th I think where I want to go to, to wrap this up is that given that you're kind of on a different leg of your journey, you've been doing this for a really long time. You've got the background of, of paleo before 
uh, keto and, and self-experimentation and all of that from where you are right now. And we do similar, you know, whenever we're talking with folks um, that, you know, if you were to talk to yourself whenever you were in your, you know, in your health journey or whenever you were at your fattest or whatever that scenario is, let's talk to the person that's two years in who, you know, what type of advice would you give someone who they've been keto for a long time, maybe carnivore for a while, they're kind of getting a little bored, they're, they've lost the majority of the weight that they need to, to lose. What, uh, what feedback or what, what encouragement would you give that type of person? Uh, so <clears throat> let's call it feedback because not all of it will necessarily be encouraging if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, but it's more, so the big thing that when people come to me and I would please anyone that listens to this, you've listened this far into the episode. If this kind of describes you and you're thinking about making some kind of decision where you like say leave keto, quote unquote, you please message me, talk to me because the big thing that I don't think a lot of people really like, it's just why, like, that's always the big question. Like, again, if I didn't have the physical and athletic goal that I have goals that I have for myself right now, um, if I was just really trying to become a healthier version of me and then continue to, you know, I go to work every day, I come home and, and I'm not training so intensely or trying to do anything competitive. Um, why do you need the carbs? Because it's the same reason that people start talking about cheat days before they have any business talking about it, right? It's a similar concept. It's like, well, why do you even, why do you want to do that? Because if you want to say leave keto just because you're getting bored and antsy, that's doing what I said I did uh, when quarantine happened with a carbantine thing. And it was like, I just, I just got antsy and I wanted to try these foods. And then, like I said, it, it wasn't well thought out. I did it for the wrong reasons and it, I'm lucky that I guess it didn't end worse or at least set me further back, say I'm not to that. I wouldn't be able to recover, um, but I'm lucky that it didn't hinder my progress um, in any way. And I think just the biggest thing is to be aware of be aware and honest. Like, why do you want to leave this way of eating? Because I probably never would have if I wasn't trying to accomplish the things I'm trying to accomplish. Um, if I was just trying to chill at a maintenance weight, be really lean, you know, like look good on the beach. I'm probably just going to live in that keto space. And that's me. Uh, and if keto worked for you to the point where you lost that much weight, if you don't have a goal beyond that weight loss, like that requires your diet to be a factor, then why change it? Right? Like there's no, um, yeah. Why? Right. So it can be encouraging because look at why. And if you also, you want to, uh, you know, see, how you've evolved, see how carbs will impact uh, gym performance and, and all this stuff. But if you just want to, because I really miss rice, like if, if your reason for wanting to, to leave keto or stop eating that way is because like, oh, I really miss potatoes. I really liked them. It's probably not the move because it should be. Uh, and I know that this is an opinion word. Uh, so this is a open to interpretation, but it has to be, you have to have a better reason, right? Than that. Like you can't, it can't just be because I miss fill in the blank. Yep, I think that's a, that's a great way to look at it. We we always encourage people think about your why. That's going to drive you forward. And uh, you know, let's let's be honest. Uh, you know, quarantine and work and all of everything that we're dealing with. You know, these days it, it's been a hard year, and so there's a lot of us that have been struggling with holding on to that why. And um, I think that's normal. But recentering and not letting oh, I just want to change. 
be your motivation. I, I think that's very, very wise. So thank you for that. Let's um, let's go ahead and, and I think we talked a lot longer and I wish that we could. We're actually kind of on a time crunch. So I want to, again, we want to want to be respectful of your time as well. Though. Uh, Anytime you want to go for the three P I'll, I'll hop back on and see <laughs> if we can't finish the video or figure the video thing yeah. out next time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so that being, that being said, how can people connect with you? What's new that you have going on and you have a few new things. So go through those real quickly and, uh, and, and all the, yeah, well, so I used to have this, uh, this like closing out a podcast pitch down, but like you said, I've got. Uh, new stuff going on. So I guess this will be my first attempt to kind of sum up all of the, uh, the my projects, so to speak. But the easiest way uh, or the easiest two ways to find everything, connect with me more, learn more about me, my life, uh, talk to me. I'm I have uh, my website is primalbro.com. But what's probably honestly better than that is if you go to my Instagram where I'm at primalbro. Uh, those will be the two places where you'll learn the most about me and get to connect a little more directly with me. But speaking of directly connecting, uh, I just recently began streaming on Twitch. Uh, so I'm twitch.tv slash primal bro plays. Uh, if you are into video games and honestly, it's not all just going to be video game stuff. I've always been a gamer, whether I was 300 pounds or 180 pounds, like video games has always been a part of it for me. Uh, so now I just kind of take that to Twitch. I get to chat on there, connect with new people, kind of grow a new community um, of people that have that shared interest. It's not weight loss, but that. Uh, but I do plan on using my uh, Twitch channel to do some like Q and A's, maybe some live podcasts and stuff where it'll be a little more weight loss guided. So even if you're not into gaming, uh, it might be worth following me on Twitch. But if you're into video games and you enjoyed this episode, definitely find me there. Uh, and then the last two things is I have uh, two podcasts. One is uh, kind of all me, just trying to have interesting conversations with interesting people, uh, trying to enrich the lives of the listeners uh, through inspiration, um, education, and entertainment. Right there, see, I've, I have practiced my mission statement on that. <laughs> but uh, but I'm, I have the Primal Broadcast. That's my podcast where I just talk to all kinds of cool people. Uh, we talk about all sorts of stuff, so it's really hard to button it up. But if you're into weight loss and you're into eating healthy and you're into just trying to live the best version of your life, you can check that out. Uh, and then I also just recently started uh, co-hosting a podcast with my wife that we do uh, once a week. It's called the Date Night Podcast, where we just get on there and we kind of bullshit or talk back and forth, and uh, and um, we you know we play some games, we do some fun stuff, uh, and we semi pretend to be relationship experts. Uh, so you can check that out. It's the Date Night Podcast. Uh, Primal Brocast is my podcast. Primal Bro plays on Twitch uh, and Primal Bro on Instagram. Uh, that pretty much sums everything up. And if you can remember Primal Bro on Instagram, you can get to any of that other stuff real easy. So you've done a pretty good job. Of, wait, of... wait a corner of the handle. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I got it. I'm on. I got it on. I don't even have an iPhone, and I have that username on Clubhouse. I have Primal Bro on TikTok. I have Primal Bro on things I don't even use, just so no one can take it. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, you 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 got brown. Uh, you've got branding down to a to an art there. So that's that's awesome. Okay. Well, it was a pleasure getting to catch up with you and to to dig into a lot of uh, the the minutia of of what you've been going through and working through and finding working for you. Like that's a big deal. And so that's that's a really really cool thing to be able to to get to dig into. The, always great to, to to get to hang out with you for a while. Um, and hopefully uh, we'll have a conference or KetoCon or something. Who knows? 
in in person before too long and we'll be able to hang out in person again um before it comes yes. uh, then i'll get to experience what it's like to stop breathing due to ben yeah <laughs> you know because that, that will uh yeah that will happen oh i look forward to all of those particularly the latter of the things that, but uh no i mean it's always fun i love doing this with you guys it's a ton of fun i like listening to your show because because it's it very much embodies the spirit of casualness yet um value right there's like a nice balance between not being too focused on the nuts and bolts but then also like messing around too much you guys do a really good job uh i love coming on and i do can't can't wait till we all get to uh see each other meet up hang out in person at any uh keto conference assuming they will let me in the door after (laughs) they hear how i'm eating how dare you eat nice. <laughs> very good well uh thank you again for being with us uh a reminder again to our listener you can get links to all of our social media our website our facebook groups uh all of that at theketomansclub.com and uh so just check that out and connect with us we'd love to hear from one of the many ways that you can uh, let's go ahead and just sign off there because that's a great place to stop Uh, Until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>